Okay, let's get into Parshas Vayera, Tafshin Ayin Dalit, as we continue with the stories of Avraham Avinu. <coughs> and of course, we start off with the story of Avram and the Malachim slash Anoshim. Avram Avinu is there after having a serious operation. He's waiting to see if there are any guests. He's in more pain not having guests than he is from the surgery. So Akadosh Baruch Hu finally says, okay, I have to bring him guests. And Avram sees them. Vayar, Pasak Yud Bez, Vayisena, Pasak Bez, Vayisena, Vayar, Vihinesh, Loshana, Shimnitzavimalav, he sees three men, Vayar again, Vayar twice in the Pasak, first the eye of, rec- eye of rec- seeing, and then the eye of understanding that they have a need. Vayar, Slikrasavi, Pesach, Oel, he runs, Vayishtachu Arza, and he bows to them. Vayomar, let's read the whole Pasak. Vayomar, the most ambiguous word in this Pasuk is the second word. Every other word is pretty straightforward. And he said, blank, if, if I favor in your eyes, please do not pass by. What does that word mean, or are we even allowed to say it, as I am not saying it? Because Rashi notes, two days in Chazal. What does this mean? Is this speaking to the master, the greatest of the three men, and speaking to him, Adonai, my master, is that who it's referring to? Saying to the master, figuring that the other ones with him wouldn't keep going without him. If he could get the main one to stay, then the others would stay too. That is one shot, the first shot of Rashi. Rashi says, La gadol shebahem amar. To the one, the greatest one amongst them, he said, V'karam kulam adunim. And he called them all my masters. Since he wouldn't pass by, If this is true, then this word, Adonai, means my master. And it's a Lashem Chol. It is not Kodesh. It's not referring to anything or anybody sanctified. But then, of course, Rashi quotes, Dover Acher Kodesh. Other Peshat is no. He's referring to Kodesh Baruch Avram Avinu is busy talking to Hashem. And then he sees the guests. Hashem, please wait a minute. I have some guests coming. The Chulu, and Rashi does not quote it here, but the Gemara in Shabbos learns out from this. Even if we're talking to Hashem, go invite the guests. Achras Hazarachim is even greater than that. You're having a private meeting with Achras Baruchu. Adam Avinu runs out. Sorry, there are guests coming. And they weren't even the most chashev guests. The bunch of Arabs walking through the desert that might be over the Avodah Zarah, Avram Avinu was worried about. And yet, Avram Avinu does. Okay. Fascinating source. Source number one, just as a note, this is a Parsha Shir, not a Halacha Shir. And therefore, no Halacha should be taken out from this once you last the local Orthodox uh, authority to, to know exactly what to do. But Rabbeinu Bachai has a very serious issue to take up uh, with in this Pasik, And this is quoted by all the poskim relating to the issue that he is bringing up. What issue could he be bringing up on our machlokas in Rashi, what this word means? Let's see what he says. <coughs> if you look, Rabbeinu Avani Yosef has a tshuva about this issue. And the first source he quotes is Rabbeinu Bachai, right here on Pashas Vayera. So it's known amongst the poskim as follows. And this is going to give us an insight into something that we don't always focus on. As Rashi says, 
He called them all Adonim. V'amala gadol shebahem emna matzazichein beinecha v'kol ha'inyan. V'zeh ha'pirish ladas ha'omer ki hucho. That this is the pirish of the one who says that it is cho. It is not referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Is there anything in the Pasuk itself that tips us off either way? Why would you say it means Master? Why would you say it means Hashem? There's one little hint that might tip us off. All it is is one little line. What line? It says Rebbein Nebuchadnezzar. Aval mipnei shemitzanuhu kamutz bechol hasvarim yeshbanu lomar shehu kodesh. I think I'm noted to say, says Rabbi Nebuchai, like the second opinion, that it's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Because there's a Kometz under the Nun. And there's not what we call a Patach. What's the difference? What's the difference between a Kometz and a Patach? Says Rabbi Nebuchai, Yisod Gadol, in Nekudos, V'yitachin Lomar, and he continues uh, talking about a the Malach, let's skip down to line 7. Let me explain the Nekudos, the, t- the vowels, how we pronounce the words. Remember, we mentioned, I think a few months ago, I think in the summer, in one of the Parchashiurim, the Radvaz, amongst other Akronim, point out that the Torah doesn't have Nekudos in it. There are no Nekudos in the Torah. It makes it harder for a Balkore. But if, there are no Nekudos so that it leaves it open for interpretation different ways to understand and to read something. But we obviously have a misora, how to read every word of the Torah. Those nekudos aren't just ways to pronounce, but they give secrets to the words themselves. And there's a major difference, as he, about, he is about to say, between a kamatz and a patach. Even though, I might add, and he notes, and Poskim also note, that those who speak modern ivrit doesn't really sound so much different. Right, between a patach and a kametz. Ashkenazis has a difference. As we'll see, every pronunciation has certain milos and certain chesronos. Right? You can have Ashkenazis, you can, you can have the kametz and the patach, but then your ayins and your alos and your cheses and your chafs and your tufts and your tesses all sound the same. So again, we are just doing the Rabbeinu Bachai as a thought on the parsha, not getting into any the halachic issues. But feel free to, uh, to research it oneself. Now back to line seven. The strongest nakuda is the kamatz. It is the king of the seven. The seven nakudos. Shame. What are they? Kamatz, patach. Right, we're reading something from 600 years ago. The same nakudos that we have, he had 600 years ago. Talmud of the Ramban. Right, the same nakudos. Kamatz, patach, seire, segel, cholom, shuruk, Chirik, all of them. Ki mitoch shivatam through those seven. Tibanevesi konen haTorah. The Torah is built up. The Hemanikraim sheva havaros. They're called the seven vowels. O shiva kolos, or the seven sounds hinted to. Shaaleim amar David b'mizmar shalmatan Torah. Shiva kolos, as the mizmar we say on Friday night. Kol Hashem alamayin. Kol Hashem bakol. Kol Hashem other seven kolos. An allusion to the seven vowels, one might add, parenthetically, what happened to Shva? Isn't that one of the Nekudos also? And that's a big one. What happened to Shva? So if you look in Rav Shavel's footnotes, in source number two, he points out that that's not considered a separate one because a Shva really 
doesn't make its own sound. You just pronounce the letter. Like, how would you say a shin without any nakuda? Shh. That's what a shra does. So a shra doesn't really have its own sound. That's what he points out in the footnote on the left side. Mavuar. Ki rabbeinu eno choshev bazeh raka tnuos shemishanimis amivta. Only the tnuos that change the expression. Asher lozeh eno choshev es hashva. Asher hu barov nach. Ve'eno meni esaos. Doesn't move the letter. Ve'gam eno choshev es hakibutz. Fatayim shekorin malupum. So there are some that are similar. These are the seven main ones. And that's where we're back to line 10 now. In seven kolos, the Torah was given. It's these seven kolos. It's with these seven nekudos. So now, says Rebbein Machai, let me explain to you, though, what's the difference between a kamatz and a patach? And it might have bothered those Baalei Kriya out there that every time the word Mitzrayim appears in the Pasuk, we say Mitzrayim. All of a sudden, it comes out of so pasuk, we say mitzroyim. We change the patach to a kamet. Many words change to a kamet at the end of a pasuk. Why? It's the same word. Mitzrayim, mitzroyim. What changes? Line 12. A little line. That's all it is. But what does that little line tell me? What is that hintu? So let's skip a couple of lines. He talks about the other ones. Let's go to line 19 now. Even though they appear similar, if Hashem made two nakudos, there's obviously two different meanings. Hashem didn't make two of the same. Just like, you know, one could say, Ayin and Alephs, why should there be two letters that make the same sound? They obviously should sound somewhat different among all the other letters that sound the same according to certain pronunciations. Eina Dovarkain, says Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar, who happens to be a Svartic Rishon, right? Eina Dovarkain, it's not true, it's not the same. Ela sheyesh hefrish beinayam b'mivta. There is a major difference in expression. Shaharei tnuah sakamitz gvoha ve'elyona. That's the highest. Again, he didn't explain what that means yet. He will. V'tnuah sapazach lamata mimena. Why? Here we go. He explains it. A kamitz means it's not connected to anything. A kamitz means independence. A kamitz means stop, there's a break. It's not connected to what follows. When it says the word aron, it's with a kamitz. Aron. But when it says aron habris, it's connected, so it's open. Umatinu arona habrishu bepatach. Vechein hinei anochi sholeach malach. Vayishlach malach. Shu bekametz. Kametz symbolizes independent, separate. Umalach habrishu bepatach. The patach is open. Ki apatach nismach laolam lomashalacharav. The patach is always connected to what's after it. Velokein akametz ki he omi bifneatzmo. The kamitz. What does the word kamatz mean? It means to close. Al tikmot is yot. Right? means to close up. A kamtsan is somebody who's stingy. He closes their. He closes his hand. Kamatz is closed. It's cut off. Umi tamze line twenty five. Kales nachta v'sof pasik kuba kamitz. The end of a pasik and a snachta, the greatest hefsik you can have in a pasik, is always with a kamitz. Kisham omeid lo yasmich. Because that's independent. Umitamze, 
And that's why, says Rabbeinu Bachai, now getting back to our Pasuk, Benikud Zeh Hashem, whenever you have Shem Hashem, it's always a Kamitz. Because Hashem is independent. Hashem is not connected to anything. Chas V'Shalom. Lo Timsa Pasach Ela Kamitz. Ki Amalaho El Yona Hagadola Hamore El Yonos V'Shu Bilti Nismach. The ultimate in independence. La Acher Kedavar Hanivra. It's, it's, it's never connected. By definition, Hashem Echad. Echad doesn't mean one as in two, three, four. Echad means a oneness that we can't even understand. That's a mitzvah daraisa. Yichud Hashem. One of the six mitzvahs to me, Dios. And that's why, says Rabbeinu Bachai, getting back to what he said before, I think this one, I like Rashi's second shot. Because there's a comments here. So I think it's Kodesh. I think it's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't think. Even though here it's not connected, even if it's a Patach, it's not connected to any word after it, but we have a comments. Umasha Kasev Belot Al No Ado Noi Bekomets V'Huchol Why? By Lot? That's a Sof Pasuk. There are other reasons. But here it's not an end of a Pasuk. Middle of a Pasuk and it's still a comments. Says Rebbein of Achai, I think that's the answer. That's the big difference in our Torah between a Kometz and a Patach. Day and light. We think it doesn't make such a difference, a Kometz and a Patach. And he's strong Lashon here. If I switch it around, in Shem Hashem. It says it's terrible, says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, Yaharosa Kavana, oh, Yavali Dekfira. Right, because I'm, I'm connecting Akadish Baruchu to something. Vachulu, and he continues, and he says there's nothing like, nothing like, obviously, the Torah. And then he has the beautiful line. I think we mentioned this from others in the past. Go to line 36. This is the godless of our language. The letters that we have are the bodies, the guf. The nekudos are the neshama. Why? Just like a physical body is dead. It's a corpse without a soul inside. It doesn't move without a soul inside. If you don't have the kudos, the letters don't move. They're just there. They're on the paper. They're goofing. They're physical. But with the, with the nekudah, it comes alive. A sh becomes a sha or a sha or a she or a she. The nekudos are the neshamas to the osios, which are the guf. Just derech agav, if you look in the halachic sources, this is a major source that's quoted. The one, maybe maybe the one the one area where maybe Ashkenazis has an adifus is that because an Ashkenazis is not in modern Hebrew, but in right where you say everything has an a, but in uh, Ashkenazis Hebrews, that's, yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference between a Kometz and a Patach. And again, this is not Paschaline, this is just stating the amazing source, and uh, feel free to uh, to research in terms, of, again, it's a big issue, changing one's Nusach, that's a major halachic issue. We can't just do that on the fly in any direction. So again, what, um, but this is the uh, <coughs> Rabbeinu Bacha. Okay. And so that major, let's get something, something, nothing's minor, but just a small Ha'ara. Small Ha'ara. A charifus, a little sharp thought. And that is, as we know, Torah tells us, the Malachim come, and Avram Avinu says, 
Let me get you something to eat. Get you some bread. Right? Let me give you some food. And then you'll go, fine. And he quickly goes to Sarah, which by the way, by the way, if you're Medayik, somebody pointed out to me this week, the end of last week's parsha, we make a big deal here that the Malach is coming to tell them they're going to have a baby. I already knew from the end of last week's parsha. Because Baruch already told him that he's having a baby and he's going to call him Yitzchak. Only Sarah didn't know. And that's why if you look in Rashi here, it's Meduyat. Rashi, the beginning of the parsha. what is the purpose of the three Malachim? Rashi says, Echad levaser es Sarah, Vechal afoch es dom, Vechal rapos es Abraham. Adam knew already. Good question, why didn't he tell her? Maybe she wouldn't have believed him, just like she didn't believe the Malach. But for various reasons, it's clear, Avram knew from the last week's parasha. So Tzarechi and why he didn't say, there are other uh, questions about that. But just that's an important uh, fact to keep in mind that we don't always notice that Avram knew about it from the end of last week's parasha. Only Sarah didn't know. Sarah didn't seem to do well with surprises in her life, right? As we know from the end of last this parasha, beginning of next week's parasha. Okay, anyway. So they get some food. Avram hurries into the tent. Vayomer, Mahari, Shalosim, Kamachsolos. Quickly, take some flour. Lushi, need Vasi Ugos. Make some Ugos. Vyalha Bakara, Tzavraham. Vyikach Ben Bakara, Kvatovi, Tzalanar. Vyimara, so, so, so. Vyikulu. And they continue with the process. Vyikach Chema, Vyikulu, Vyikach Bakara, Sherasa. All of the um, delicacies that were, that were served here. And they bring them Bring them all the food. Wonderful. It says the word ugos here. Let's focus on that for a minute. If you look at the Nachla Svi, one of the Achronim, one safer on, uh, on Chumash, from here, Chazal Darshan, what do you mean ugos? Where do we have ugos? Ugos sounds like ugos matzos. Ugos. Chazal Darshan was there Pesach. Amravinu, this is one of the sources, Amravinu, Kiyam, Kolotar, Kula, Achlo, Nitna. Avramavidu kept the whole Torah, and Yitzchak kept the whole Torah. That's why he had the two Matamim and Toldos, one for the Pesach, one for the Chagiga. Right? There was always, always a Yontif. So it was Pesach, Ugos. So, Matzus. And he gave them Ugos. Asked the Nachasvi. And again, it's not, he's asking the question only based on what Chazal said. Chazal said that Avramavidu was Mekayim Kola Torah Kula Achlo Nitna before it was given, and therefore this was Pesach, and he was making Matzus. But when did he give them Matzus? Chazal say it was Erev Pesach. He's giving the matzah on Erev Pesach? It's not allowed. The Gemara says Avram Avinu even kept the deen in Durabanan. The Gemara says in Yuma, even Erev Tavshilin Avram did. Erev Tavshilin. So ask the Nachla Svi. Kan yesh lahachos. Dehine, mikan darshu to oso hayom. Erev Pesach haya. V'chanisa b'medrash rabah. Prosa Pesach haya. It was Erev Pesach. And the Yeru, the Re'em, the Mizrahi says, Ere Pesach. Ulufima, Sha'amru Chazal. Sha'avraham, Kiem, Kala, Tarakula. Afilu, Eruve, Tavshilin. That's the Gemara Numa. Hechechechila, Matzos, Ere Pesach. How do you feel? We know there's an Isser to Rabbanon. Ti'imata, Ere Pesach. Before Ere Pesach, there are various Minhagim. From Purim, from Rosh Chodesh Nisan, whatever one's Minhag is. But the Din is Ere Pesach. Kabbalah, right? Eating Arab Pesach is like jumping the gun. You're not married yet, and one lives with their wife. Kabbalah was also a base chamav. The Gemara says. So, how did he feed the matzah? Lishitas chazal that it was Arab Pesach, and that's why he's baking ugos. So, why? How was he able to feed it to them? So he says, Yesh law my line five. The siyata d'shmaya. Siyata d'shmaya. Tehine lechara kasha. 
He says, look for a moment later on. By Lot, by Lot, when the Malachim come to Lot, and they say, you know what, Lot? You know, Lot invites them in, and as we know, Lot learned from Avram Avinu to uh, do Hachnasas Archim. So what happens? He gives them Paragutas Pasagimel, Vayifsar Bamaod, Vayasurel, Vayabo Vayasla Mishte, Umatsos Afa, Vayochelu. Here it says Matsos. Here it only says Ugos. Why there does it say Matsos, and here it says Ugos? Says the Nachlas Svi. As it says in Parshas Bo, it only says Ugos, cake. How do you get matzah that's cake? Ah. Maybe it wasn't really matzah. It was Arab Pesach. What was he feeding them? Matzah shiro. Matzah without water. Matzah with juice. Matzah with eggs. As the Gemara says, matzah shiro, different than hagim. But Arab Pesach. Maker din its mutter. U matzah shiro, shabar mutter lechol barvi psachim. Velochein. That's why by load it was already nighttime. It was nighttime. So he gave him matzahs. Literally, the Pesach says matzah. Avavina was Arab Pesach. Maybe you're getting the dough ready for the matzah. You can't get the matzah yet. So you had the dough, uga, but the Arab tochlo matzah, shabar the matzah's lecho, Lot was able to give them the matzahs. Masha'en ke'en etzel Avraham, ayu ochlim be'erev Pesach bayom. Sha'ozman adim asal lecho matzah. And that's when he gave them ugos, matzah, ashira. Creative shot by the, by the Nachasri. Again, just following Chazal. Chazal said, uga is Arab Pesach. He noted the difference in the, in the language. Okay, we continue. Now we go towards the, already the second half of the Parsha. So the Torah goes through. Again, major elements in this Parsha. We have Avram begging for Sodom. Mepharshim point out the contrast. Avram could beg for Sodom, even though he didn't beg for his own son. But there's a big difference between the two. By his own son, he was commanded to do something to his son. So no questions asked. Hashem tells me to do something, I do it. By stone, he was even, Avram, Hashem just told him, by the way, this is what I'm doing. He wasn't commanded anything about stones. He was barred, he was, he was defending, he was trying to see if he could save them. But as we know, he was not successful, and Lot was destroyed, and we have the story of Lot and his daughters. Remember the story of Ramosha Feinstein, what we mentioned in past years, about the Neshe Lot. But now we go towards the end. Towards the end, Perach of Aleph, the Laney for Rosh Hashanah. Vashem pakada Sarah kasher Amar. Hashem remembered Sarah. Vayas Hashem la Sarah kasher Diber. Vatavatelit Sarah Avram bein lizkunav. They have a son. They have a child. La Moed asher Diber oso Elokim. At the exact moment, as Rashi said, they had made a mark on the wall. The second that the son reached that mark, Sarah knew that her labor was going to be over. Boom, and she had a baby at that at that moment. Vayikra Avram Hashem beno Hanola lo Avram called the son that was born to him Asher Yolda lo Sarah Yitzchak Avram as he was told in last week's parsha Avram calls his son Yitzchak Vayamal Avraham it's Yitzchak beno Ben Shmonas Yamim and Avram Avinu gives a bris to his son Kasher Tziva Oso Alokim the first person in history to have bris on day eight Avram was the first father to fulfill a mitzvah on day eight and Yitzchak was the first one to receive bris on day eight. 
Points out Reb Nevenzal. Isn't it interesting? Pasuk Gimel and Dalid. What's the order of events? Avram Avinu calls his son Yitzchak, and then he gives him a bris. It's not what we do. Not what we do. I don't pick up on it, but that's what it says. I'm going to call this son Yitzchak, and then he gave him a bris milah. Says Reb Nevenzal in his in his sefer on Rosh Hashanah, source number four. Say there's a who benigud l'mukubal Yisrael. It's the opposite of normally what we do. Shekodem malan asatinok. First we give bris milah, v'rak achar kach, and only afterwards we have kriyas shem, karin lo b'shem. What's the difference? Why don't we do like Avram Avinu? After all, one of the sources of doing bris milah is from Avram. We should have everybody together and karishmobi Yisrael like Avraham. And then do bris milah. Why the switch? Why did Avram do it differently? And why do we do it differently? Vahasiba lishinu. He says, Rav Nevenzah, what's the reason for the change? It's not like, normally, when parents choose a name. Yes, there are sources, there's special siyata deshmaya, give it to the parents when they choose a name for a child. But they weren't, they're not commanded to give a specific name. They choose one. El Hashem Tzivas Avram, but here Hashem told Avraham, call him this name. He has a tzivoy to do it. Vikarasa es Shemo Yitzchak. And therefore, if Avraham has a tzivoy to do it, if Hashem tells him to do something, you do it as fast as you can. So when did he do it? He did it when he was born. Umikivach is reason makdim on the mitzvos. Haresh miyad besiyum haleda. Avraham afilu lo birech barach Hashem atov ametiv. He didn't even make a bracha. He did, right? When he's born, Kim Kodem as Mitzvah Hashem, like Rosh Hashem Yitzchak. First he calls him Yitzchak. That's what Hashem told him to do on day one. Then he says that Tov HaMetiv. Wonderful. There's no source for that. But Mistama, um, like we just said, he did all the Mitzvahs Drabanan. So maybe he said even all the Brachas Drabanan too. And then he did the Brismila on day eight. Wonderful. Now we know the reason for Avram Avinu doing Kriya Hashem first. So let's just get back to army now. So why do we flip it? Why do we do Brismila first? Okay, you're right. We don't have a tzivui about the Kriya shame, but at least on the same day. You want to wait for everybody to be there? Fine. Gather everybody, Barach do Kriya shame, and then do Brismila. So at least copy Avram Avinu. What's the difference? We have a tzivui for Brismila. That's true. But you're doing it two minutes later. The reason why demon is the same ma'amad. Says of Nevin no. No, we want to give the name when this baby is already sanctified. When he's a mahul. When he's a full Jew. When he has full Kedushas Yisrael. And that's why we wait. Avram Avinu had a tzivoy. Okay, he couldn't wait. But we want the name to be Chal on the child. We, it's like a bracha. When we give a name to a child, we are wishing them that they should fulfill their name. Fulfill the name that was given to them by their, right, the name of their forebearers, whatever name it was from a grandparents. But we want that bracha to be Chal, but we want the child to be already Kadosh. And then we give him the name. And that's why, by the way, he says, Gam that ba. When do we give a daughter a name? By Kriya Torah. But there's Kedusha there. When Am Yisrael take out the Torah. And Lane, right, what does the Zohar say? By, what do we say, Brich Shemei? When we take out the Torah, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unbelievably happy. When we take out the Torah, he says, ask me whatever you want. Ask me, 
Brich Shemei, we say, or we ask for, right, I should rely on you. We ask for beautiful, beautiful tefillahs. It's just in hard Aramaic. You gotta, gotta look at, look at what's one paragraph. We say it a couple times a week. But a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, ask me. The Aaron's open. So we say special tefillahs. On Yantav we say Hashem Hashem. We say special Rabboni Shalolos. When do we do Kriya Shem for a boss, for a daughter? When there's Kedusha in the air. By Kriya Satora. And he says that's why even some people wait till Shabbos. Not just because Brovam Hadras Melech. But because there's Kedusha on Shabbos. Karmish Shema Kishah Av Ola LaTorah V'yesha Makpidin Davka B'Shabbos V'chadome Hakol K'day Hashem Yachul Kama Sheyotir B'Kedusha You want the name to be Chal when there is more Kedusha in the child and in the air. Avram Avinu he didn't need this Kedusha. Kadosh Baruch told him to do it. Call him Yitzchak. Okay? Kadosh Baruch you said I listen he got Kedusha Milamala and that's why Avram Avinu did that first and then did and then did Rishmiel. Okay. Just reading that we just read the Psukim. We'll, we'll never read those Psukim again the same way. Right? It's out of order. But Rebnevazal makes the horror. And we continue. Second Brismila thought. Second Brismila thought. Source number five. Rishwab. Vayom al Avram is Yisrach Beno, Ben Shmonas Yamim, Kasha Tziva Oso Elokim. As we just read. Rishwab quotes a Medrash Plia. Meaning a medrash that we don't really understand. Usually a medrash plea connects two items that don't seem to have any connection. And it's our job to figure out what the connection is. This is a little different. It's a conversation. And we don't really understand what was the question and what was the answer. Let's see. Medrash Tanchuma Parshas Tetzaveh. Isa. V'yatah Tetzaveh es B'nai Yisrael. Beginning of Tetzaveh. Yilamdeinu Rabbeinu. Katan L'Kamanimo. When is a child get Brismila? Was the question in the base Medrash? Remember, Midrashim were from the times of the Tanoim, many of them. Kachshana Rabbosenu, Kata, Nimo Lashmona. Right? A rabbi say, what do you mean? Nimo Lashmona. Umatam, what's the reason? Kishem Nimo Yisra Gavinu. Like Yisra Gavinu, had Brismila on day eight. Shenemar, our Pasak, Vayomal Abraham, Yisra Gavinu, Ben Shmonas Yamim. So what's the conversation? The conversation is. When is a katan get brismila? Oh, on day eight. Like Yisrael did. What? The questioner didn't know a pasuk in Chumash? Question, questioner didn't know a few times. A few times it says on day eight. You want to, you, you want to skip to the Tazria? That's also fine. And what do we call the pasuk by Avram and Yitzchak? What about the command that Hashem gives to do it on day eight? Hello, Zil Kari Bey Ravu. It's a pasuk in Chumash. Dechziv uben Shmon Asiyamim Yimolachem Kol Zachar. Right in the days of the Gemara, the days of the Mishnah, they knew Tanakh by heart. What's Umeidach Yisa? And what's the answer? Tamuati Rutzam. And what was the answer? They quote the pasuk by Avram and Yitzchak. They don't quote the pasuk of the Tzivui that Hashem says Dubris Milan Day Eight. That's the source for Day Eight. So what was the question and what was the answer? Line twelve. You must say, we must say that there is a deeper idea going on here in the conversation. Really, there wasn't a question about the Chiv Mila. That's obvious. Obvious. Day 8. The question wasn't, when do you have to do Bris Mila? Because then the answer would have been from the command of Hashem. That wasn't the answer. That must have not been the question. So what was the question? 
Umiduyak, and it's even Miduyak, She'elasam Katan Lakama Nemo. The focus is on the child in the question. Nemo, the passive. A katan is circumcised, not when do we circumcise. The focus seems to be on the child. In the active form. But still, what was the question? So the focus is on the child. Still, says Rav Schwab, What was the question? What was the answer? Venira, line 20. Shehine, as we know, Milvad, Hasaras, Arlas, Haguf, Yeshno Gam Inyan, Shal Hasaras, Arlas, Halev, Vitiku Nefesh, Adam, Yisrael. As many Rishonim and Achronim point out, this year we'll do it from Rav The physical removal of the Arla is really just a physical manifestation of what is supposed to be the message given to the child of the spiritual Arla that must be removed. And therefore, you know what the question of the Baali HaMedrash is? What's the child getting out of this? The message is that he should remove right, all, the, all, the, all the different Torah about Prismila, about the spiritual, what the kid understands a lot in day, eight days. We're really implanting in him this message. right? He's going to think about this for the rest of his life. Let's remember a thing. He's eight days old. That's the question of the Medrash. How do you expect the message to be given? He that is a lot bardas. How is it that it's eight days? Because the questioners thought The way to internalize an idea of arwas halev to circumcise my heart, you got to be a little older. Maybe, maybe you got to even even be past teenagehood, right? You got to be a little older. The kibbutz eighteen open ches yomim bechal das, an eight day old for sure, according to all opinions, even according to the greatest gedolim that knew shas by the age of three and a half. You know, at age day eight, lechora they didn't have that das. They didn't have it. Hare hasvaro no ten no senes shlo nitzvas adai tikkun anafshi b'shas amila el begilachal ben das. That's the question. What are we doing? All the different targets about the symbolism of eight and the teva, and we're implanting in this child. The child doesn't understand anything. That's what the Medrash is bothered by. The Alzei Shiva, that's the focus of the Nemo, not Malin. Focus, the question is on the baby. Why do we do it? So, what's the answer? The answer isn't from the TV of Akadish Baruch. The answer is Avram Mald Yitzchak. Why? What's the issue? Vahainu, next column. Shalach Arakasha. Kvar is Kira Torah, Bosa Parsha. Shakar Abim Hashem Beno Yitzchak. VMK Dayama Yakadva Yamal Avram Oso. You're emphasizing Yitzchak Beno as if he's an older person. He did it to his son. You're already giving him the identity. Elulahoros to teach us that yes. Even though logically and intellectually, we can't fathom how the baby is getting anything out of this bris milah. In some spiritual plane, <coughs> he is. And that's what Avram did to Yitzchak Beno. He's He already has the status of Yitzchak Avinu. He's not just a baby of eight days. 
Lahoros. Shagam tikkun on Efesh Balo miyad b'shaskiyim ha mitzvah. B'yavagav she'olo ha'isa bodas. The child doesn't know what's going on. But it still affects. It still affects. The name of a person reflects his soul, his essence, his essence. And it says, Yitzchak, he's Yitzchak B'no already on day eight. Because it's Poel, it has effects. Like the Amorayim that are described in the Gemara that their, their mothers brought their cribs, they were one years old, brought the cribs to the base madrash to imbibe the, the environment, even though they have no idea what's going on. Just one more final step. How does it really happen? We know it's magical. And we trust it's magical that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it into the Bria that there's this such effect. How? Vahasiba, line 14. Shenitvas tikkun zebulidas. Where does it come from? Where is the power? It comes from how the Father does the mitzvah. Mikoach zrizus ha'av. The attitude of the father. Where's the source in Chazal for Zrizah Magdimah Mitzvah? It's right here by Bris Mila. Mila, where the father, it might be looked at by other nations. And we don't have to look far in our own generation, in our own time. Different countries that are trying to ban circumcision. But we know this is an avoda, this is an akeda for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we do it at eight days old, and there's magical powers that are invested in every child to have a bismillah as a function of the amelus and the dedication and the commitment of the father that does this, that willingly brings his child to be entered into Krisas bris, to briso shalavim avinu. It's the father's mitzvah. Kamosha siim shema medrish. And that's why the Medrash says, Bo ha'adam, yoser mibno. There's nothing more precious to a person than their child. And he brings the child. But this is what Kaddish Baruch Hu says, His son has surgery, and he throws a party. Throws a party. It might even be a Mitzvah Daraisa. This is the Medrash. He expenses. He pays for it. A caterer. He doesn't say Tachnun. The Hoshul doesn't say Tachnun. It's a party. What? What's going on here? Your son, you're bringing your son to surgery. Yes, because that's what Kodesh Baruch Hu told me. That love, that dedication goes into the child. Even though he's a lav bardas. The Zrizus HaYeseir Shalav no Senes Koch Vamaisa Amila and that's the message why the Pasuk quoted is Avram Mal Yitzchak, not the Tzivui of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it says Tzivo so, and he continues with the, with the rest of the thought. We even know, I think we mentioned the Yerushalmi a couple of months ago, that the father of Acher was fooling around at Acher's bris. And he saw the great Gdolim and he says, my child shouldn't be like that. And we see implanted in him was maybe not the best kochos. But it's all happened at the bris. That's the power of the attitude and the commitment of the father at a bris milah going into and push, putting into the son all the magic of bris milah. This is the bris. There's no other mitzvah. There are some others. But the first mitzvah that a child does has done to him is Brismila come becomes into the Brishal Avamavi. Okay. Next two sources are from the new 
Chumash from Rav Salvechik. Hot off the press a couple of weeks. I just got my hands on it this week, so Baruch Hashem, here it is. And obviously, Rav Salvechik could say it as no one else can. Two thoughts. First, right before, right before the Akedah, Pasuk tells us in Perek Chaf Aleph, Pasuk Lama Gimel, Chaf Aleph Lama Gimel, Avram Avinu makes the treaty with Avimelech, a separate topic. We've discussed the Rashbam in the past. Vayita Eishel Be'er Sheva. He plants an Eishel in Be'er Sheva. Vayik Rasham B'Shem Hashem Kel Olam. And he calls there in the name of God, the God, eternal God. What is an Eishel? What's an Eishel? Okalis. Ilana. A tree. Avram planted a tree. Great. Planted a tree and he called out in the name of God. What did the two have to do with each other? Chazal obviously were bothered by this. What does an Eishel have to do with the second half of the Pasuk? What does Rashi say? <coughs> Let's read Rashi. Rav Shmuel. Machlokas. Chad Omar. Pardes. Lohavi mimenu peiros l'archem misuda. He planted an orchard. He planted trees in order to do achnasas archem. Right? This connects to the beginning of the Parsha. He planted trees in Beersheba. Right? There wasn't a local makolet. Right? They planted trees in order to give people when they're passing. V'chad Omar. Pundik. L'achsanya. He had an inn. Which had all delicacies. Paris. Fine. That's the first half of the Pasik. So Asia was either a tree or a hotel. Vayikrasham, but now Rashi is bothered. So what's the connection to the second half of the Pasik? Al Osel Eishel. Through the Eishel. Through the first half of the Pasik. That's how he, he eternalized Hashem. How? How did he Mefarsim. How was he Mefarsim? How did he publicize? After they ate and they drank, obviously, ethically, I'd say thank you. They eat and they drank and they say, oh, thank you. He says, it's not mine. It's not my fruit. They say, whose is it? He points up. He says, it's his fruit. Capital H. It's not mine. You ate from him. That's the Asia. Says Rev Salvechik, the tree symbolizes nature. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu was brought into the world and proven to the world through the tree. Says Rev Salvechik, the Torah relates that this detail because Avram taught the world that through the tree one could perceive the master of the universe. God himself controls the flowering and the growth of the tree, the falling and the withering of its leaves in autumn, the budding and growth of more leaves in the spring. Organic life is revealed through the tree, and God is perceived as well. When we look around at the world, even at a tree, you can't but recognize the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Ramam writes in the Torah. The Ramam says, if I just look around at nature, I have opposite feelings. I look around and realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu does everything for me and he takes care of me and he takes care of every animal in the forest and he takes care of this. Everything is perfect. Avas Hashem. And at the same moment, I realize I'm a tiny little nothing in the universe. I'm a little piece of dust. Just looking around. Says Rav Salvechik, that's what Avram was trying to do. What does man truly understand of nature's secrets or of life's mysteries? Can he begin to grasp the sheer magnitude of cosmic distance? Try to think about the numbers and the distances in the universe. Start getting into astronomy. It's mind-boggling. Indeed, what could present-day science really elucidate of the universe? 
Although modern man has confidence in the ability of science to model physical existence, the greater the scientist, the more he acknowledges his abject inadequacy to truly understand the phenomena he studies, if he's honest with himself. As much as we progress scientifically, we will never reveal the great mysteries of creation. And the greatest scientists recognize that. Why is it that most scientists do not? Next paragraph. In our obtuse society, man cannot see the infinite, the creator, nor can he sense providence. He thinks that all there is is on earth is the little that physics, chemistry, and biology have described, and this knowledge is enough <coughs> to understand the universe. The world holds no mystery for him. He conceives the world as nothing more than a machine operating with blind causality. The problem lies not in his quest for knowledge, but in his hubris. He carries an air of arrogance. If I can't understand it or explain it, it must not exist. Considering himself an all-knowing superman, unable to admit that he knows little and understands less. The more we understand, the more we realize that we have no idea what the universe holds. And that's what Avram did. He planted a tree. He opened up the eyes of the world to nature, to the world around them. And he taught us. He figured it out that there's a Balavira, the sun and the moon. There's got to be something above. Whatever it is. But he understood it and he brought that message to the world through the Eishel and what the Eishel symbolizes. Okay, and that brings us brings us to the Akedah. Brings us to the Akedah. We'll end with two thoughts related to the Akedah. Something major. First point, again, the second thought of the, from Rav Salvechik is, Kodesh Baruch Hu gives the command, Vayomer Elav, Avraham, Vayomer Hineni. I'm here. Vayomer Kachnaz Bimcha, Zichidcha, take your son, your only son, Asher Ahavta, your singular son that you love, Es Yitzchak, Velech Lechal Eretz HaMoriah, go to Eretz HaMoriah, Vahaleu Sham Leolah, and bring him up for an Ola, Alachad HaArim, on one of the mountains, you see, like, Yerushalayim is called Eretz HaMoriah. On one of those mountains, I'll show you. Then there's Har HaMoriah. But Eretz HaMoriah. Avram does not argue. Avram does not say a word. Avram does not try, as we said before, in contrast to stone. He doesn't try to bargain. He doesn't try to defend. He doesn't try to understand. He just does. Until later on, after Kodesh Baruch Hu tells him, We'll get back to that. But here he just does. Says Rev Salvechik, an unbelievable thought. Says Rev Salvechik, HaKadosh Baruch Hu demands akedos from each person in life and sacrifices from each person in life. But many times there's a choice. There's a choice of what type of akedah it's going to be. It could be an internal akedah or an external physical akedah. From time to time, writes the Rav, line 6, God calls upon man to return to him whatever is his. He demands that man give not a part, but the whole of himself. Total sacrifice was decreed by God when he summoned Abraham to offer Yitzchak on Haramoriah. This was a time, ultimate sacrifice. It happens every once in a while. It's time for me to have my pikadon back. 
There are two ways in which total sacrifice can be implemented. When Hashem demands total sacrifice, and when it's not total sacrifice, it's even on a lower level, but this is an extreme, obviously. The physical and the experiential. The choice of method is up to man. Whether man should sacrifice on a physical altar atop a mountain, the way that Hashem asked Abraham, or to sacrifice in the recesses of his personality, is man's privilege to determine. Writes Rav Salvechik, Avram did the Akedah. He did it right when he received the command and didn't argue. In Avraham's mind, says the Rav, Yitzhak was already burnt. He was finished. He didn't argue because he had such sublimation of his will to the will of Hashem it was done already. That was the hard part. The hard part was at the first moment not arguing, accepting Hashem's will. After that, it was basically done. He already did it. Avram implemented the sacrifice of Yitzchak, not on Haramoriah, but in the depths of his heart. He gave up Yitzchak the very instant Hashem addressed himself to him and asked him to return his most precious possession to its legitimate master and owner. No arguing, no pleading. He surrendered Yitzchak. At that moment, he experienced the horror, desolation, black despair of the childless father who has no one to whom he can entrust his most cherished treasure, his vision, his hope. He's finished. He didn't argue. When he arrived there, it was already done. In Abram's mind, there was no Yitzchak, no son, no heir to his spiritual fortune. He came alone, forsaken and forgotten. His flesh was already consumed by the fires of, y- of the altar and had gone up in a pillar of smoke to heaven. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, You already did the Akedah, you don't have to go through with it. I don't need the physical Akedah because you've already proven in your hearts what I want to be shown and to last as a, as a schus for the Jewish people for all history. And he, in a scary way, he even writes in the last paragraph, had Abraham asked, engaged the creator in a debate, had he not immediately surrendered Yitzchak, had he not experienced the Akedah in its full awesomeness and frightening helplessness, God would not have sent the angel to stop Abraham from implementing the command. And it would have been the physical Akeda. But Avram Avinu was okayed, believe v'nefesh. Kaddish Baruch Hu accepted that. That ultimate commitment that Avram did, he was okayed his son. He went through with it in his mind. And Hashem gave it back. There's even Kabbalistic sources that talk about that there was Tchiyas HaMesim done in a sense. Yitzchak's being changed at the Akeda. He was a different person somehow. That all fits into this idea that the Akedah took place, even though not physically. That's the Rav's thought on the Akedah. And that's how it could be such a schus forever and ever. Second and final thought to mention, first the question of Rav He always asks that I no one else could ask. He says, Akedah, Akedah, Akedah. Every day at Rosh Hashanah, Akedah. Every day of Slichus, of Maseris Mechuvah, Akedah, Akedah, Akedah. Every day. Every, the Shulchan Aruch says, you know, not many people take the time to say Karbanas, let alone the Akedah. But it's in Shulchan Aruch. Simen Aleph. You don't have to look so far. Arachayim Simen Aleph. The Shulchan Aruch says, Tov. It's a good 
It's amazing. If it was a yesh lahachmir, you know, in one of the achronim, we would do it more. But it's told, the Shulchan Aruch says it's a good idea. It's a good idea to say the Akedah every day. So Rav Pincus, in his, in his uh, Pirish on Siddur, not in Sha'arim B'Tfilah, which is his uh, safer on the Hashkafa of Tefillah, but in his commentary on Tefillah, he talks about the Akedah, the importance of the Akedah every day. And he asks a question about it. He says, when he was a young child, it always bothered him. He gives a mashal. He says, Akedah, Akedah, Akedah. Imagine, imagine, writes on line 8, Yelen katan A child did something good. Let's say the child took out the garbage on Sunday. Took out the garbage. Comes in after taking out the garbage, the mother says, oh, thank you so much. Gives him a kiss, gives him a lollipop. Wonderful. Kid wakes up the next morning, Monday, gets home from school. He says, Mom, you have another lollipop? He says, why? He says, well, I took out the garbage yesterday. She says, um, okay. Gives him another lollipop. Tuesday, comes home from school. Mom, got a lollipop? Why? I took out the garbage on Sunday. She's like, enough already. I gave you a lollipop on Monday. You know about Tuesday? Wednesday. So every day, I took out the garbage. This is Pincus. Every day. Oh, the Akeda. Oh, look what Avram did. It's like every day. We said the same thing. Hey, Avram sacrificed his son. We did it. More schar, more schar, more schar. Says Pincus. He was always bothered. It's like enough already. What, we didn't use it up? We didn't get our reward? Right? A child, even if we give a child one thing, they want more at that moment. And we're like, enough. You got something already. So, so what is it? So unique. Because there's something about it. So we already mentioned one thought from our salvation. <coughs> but the second thought, we use the Rav Pinkus's question, but we'll use the Minchas Asher's answer. Rav Asher Weiss is basically a medrash. It's a medrash and a zohar. Says the medrash in source number nine. Vayishlach Avramis Yado. Hu sholeach, the medrash is very graphic. Hu sholeach yad litolas aksakim. Avram Avinu has the knife in his hand. This doesn't fit so well with Rav Salvechik's thought, but either way, Elo ve'elu. Ve'enav moridos de ma'os. He's crying. Avram's crying as he's doing it. Ve'noflos de ma'os le'enav shel Yitzchak. Me'rachmanuso shel Abba. His tears fall into Yitzchak's eyes. Right? They're going to later on how Yitzchak became blind. But he's crying. Ve'afal pikein halev sameach la'asos ritzon yotzro. He's crying but he's besimcha at the same time. All the malachim were there gathered in groups. They were screaming. They were screaming, How is this possible that a human being is reaching this level? What's the message of the imagery? He was crying in his eyes, but in his heart he was happy. The Akedah, says of Asher Weiss, as explained in the Medrash, demanded, and Avram had opposite feelings. And he was acting as two, he was wearing two hats when he did the Akedah. On the one hand, he was Avram O'Havai. He loved HaKadosh Baruch Hu so much, Hashem tells me to do this. Blind faith. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do this. Like the Ramam writes at the end of Ilchus Shuva, he quotes it. Hashem tells me to do this. Blind. Somebody asked me to do this that I really love. I do it. I don't ask questions. On the one hand, the love that he felt in his heart. But on the other hand, obviously there were opposite feelings. And both of them, we'll get to the opposite ones, but he quotes the Zohar first on the bottom. Is <laughs> Polchana, the Itzrech, Barnashi. There is a service 
that man needs to fulfill. He has to wear two hats. Man is crowned as a son of a king and as the servant of a king. We are Banim and we are Avadim. We are both in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Avram Avinu was both in that one act of the Akedah. Turning the page. It, you need both. A son for a, for a father. Not everything, whatever you want, no questions asked. For an Eved, it's more Yira. An Eved, it's out of a Pachat, out of an awe, out of you're in charge. A son is not scared. A son respects. And a son also would ask questions. An Eved doesn't ask questions. Says of Asher Weiss, the Minchas Asher, before the Akedah, when he's given the command, he's an Eved. No questions, acting with awe, with trepidation. He goes through with it because that's what's demanded. As a son, he wouldn't be able to do it out of the pure love. He has it in his heart, but he's crying. After the Akedah, it's all finished. Kodesh Baruch, can you please explain yourself? Because he's also a Ben integrated into this one major act that we are allowed to ask for schar for every single day of Jewish history. Im kavanim, im kavadim. As we say on Rosh Hashanah, avinu malkeinu. We're both. That's the Zohar. That's the Medrash. There's crying and there's simcha and there's ahava at the same time. This is the uniqueness. This is why it stays fresh. This is why so many thousands of years later, the Akedah is still a defining moment for us. So we can still dive into the Akedah. If we have time every once in a while, we can say Parshas Akedah in the morning, as the Shulchan Aruch says. We should be zochet to the schuyos of the Akedah. Ad Okay.